0: Hey, Tony, I like video games. Well, hello there, Jake. I like video games, too. And welcome to the third annual International Hey, I Like That Game Awards starring Jake and Tony. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, man. We would be great at hosting the Oscars.
1: I think so, especially if they let us do our own musical breakdowns. I, I they feel should. like they-,
0: <laughs> they should let us do the music when somebody's speech is going too long.
1: Mm-hmm. And my, would... mu- my music would be like,
0: you get off the stage, you're <laughs> taking too long. Boo. Boo. <laughs> I fell asleep during that movie. <laughs> no, no booze. It's all positive around. That's here. true. Yes, it is all positive. It's, we try to keep it posy. Thank you this. for getting me in the right frame of mind before we jump into all these fantastic awards, Tony.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Because this is it's game of the year time. Uh, we want to make sure to call out some of our favorites from this year, whether they came out this year or not. Um, so this this is all about that positivity, man. Here are the games that you should be checking out. Because, um, for some reason, you trust our opinion with video Yeah, presumably you
0: like us and what we think (laughs) about games.
1: Yeah, right? (laughs) Weird. Uh, Jake, what's our first category we have up?
0: Uh, So this is a new category, one that you proposed. um, And I'm grateful that you got me into this category, which is the Xbox Game Pass Game of the Year. Uh, This is to highlight a lot of the games that are on Game Pass And uh, the kind of the way you presented to me was just games that we would have otherwise probably not playing if we hadn't been able to play them on Game Pass, the subscription service that has a lot of great games and is getting a lot of great support and is getting like fresh new games on it. Day one launch on Game Pass, uh, super duper cool, and I hope it kind of is adopted more as a model throughout because I like that it's a it has fresh games on it
1: yeah exactly i mean like anybody who's listened to the show uh, at all like knows that we're big fans of game pass and like you said jake this category is all about illuminating games that maybe would have passed us by if it wasn't for this great service of game pass so uh to to highlight some of those games let, let's talk about it um I can go first with this one. Uh, So I'll start with kind of like my runners up and then I'll um, give my favorite. That'll be kind of the process for all these rewards. We'll Mm -hmm.
0: go. We have runners-up for everything. Yeah, we have runners-up and then
1: a favorite for all of them. Uh, We may not have equal amount of games per category, but all of them are going to be one uh, winner and then
0: runners-up. It's loosey-goosey. It's free-flowing.
1: Exactly. This is all about that positivity, man. These are good games. So the more good games we can highlight, the better. Uh, So this is my biggest category because I spent a lot of time this year on Game Pass. I... Uh, really wanted to get my, the most out of my money for this service and really kind of put it through its paces. And I, I got what, five games I want to talk about here. Uh, so the first is a game that did not come out this year, uh, but I had heard about a ton and I played it because of Game Pass uh, Donut County. Uh, Donut County is fantastic. If uh, any fans of Katamari Damasi, will kind of understand the way that this game works. It's all about uh, in this game taking a small little hole and kind of swallow swallowing up uh, levels, basically kind of like carefully curated levels. Uh, very uh, colorful, very funny. A lot of uh, neat little tricks they do with the gameplay. Uh, I, that game's fantastic. And again, would have only played it because the game passed. So Donut County, awesome game. Uh, next on my list remnant from the ashes so yeah. this this is a game that i thought I about ha- putting this one
0: on my list too
1: yeah like i've had this game on my wish list forever i've been wanting to try it but it's one of those things where it's like ah do i want to jump in do is it worth the 25 bucks to like get into this ah so i on game pass jumped in and i am so thankful that i did it's a very, very cool game. It's like a third-person shooter, Dark Soulsy-like game. Um, but man, it's it's delightful. A lot of different combination of weapons and uh, like perks that you can equip to give your character kind of uh, their own unique play style. It's very difficult and challenging, which you know I sometimes bounce off games like that, but. Um, That game does a really good job of letting you kind of like run and gun through levels so you don't have to fight every Mm -hmm. individual thing. It's more about figuring out what's a good route to get to the next doorway and fight only the things that you have to because the game's trying to kill you real hardcore. (laughs) Um, But uh, yeah, I I really enjoyed playing that game, and I'm glad that we were able to play a little bit of that
0: together. Um, Oh, yeah. That was a great co-op experience.
1: Yeah. Super fun game. Really excited to see, uh, what that studio does next. Um, I, I would love to see what a like a, a sequel or a spiritual successor looks like for this, because I'm, um, I'm kind of kicking myself. I didn't jump into this game, uh, when it was kind of first coming out and, you know, a lot of people playing it and all that, all that kind of buzz, but yeah, remnant from the ashes, another runner up for this category. Uh, Next on my list here is one that uh, I think a lot of people know how good this game is, but I'm finally figuring out for myself, and that's Hollow Knight. Uh, Oh, yeah. (laughs) I've only played Hollow Knight in very little stretches at other people's houses before the pandemic, but never really played it myself. Saw it on Game Pass, decided to boot it up, and turns out good game is good. Um, Hollow Knight's a very impressive game. Really, really solid Metroidvania, super tight controls, it, it took me a little bit to get on board with their map design. But once you kind of figure it out a bit, um, it's really good. It really adds to some great tension mm-hmm. trying to get to the point where you purchase a map so you know where you're going in a certain area. And I could see why some people wouldn't like that kind of mechanic. But for me, that tension that it adds uh, was a, is a nice nice bit of tension. I also think that game does a lot of really, really smart, small uh, UI, you know, flourishes and just they have a really solid game and it's very well communicated with their
0: visual style
1: and the things that they put into their UI. I I know what a visual
0: style it is.
1: Yeah, it's it's really cool. Like some people like I've heard people say that the game, you know, doesn't it looks like a flash game. But I, you know, to me, that stuff doesn't really matter as long as it's cool looking and it's um, visually clear and crisp. And this game nails that uh, I also really respect a game that has it builds into your kit a way to heal yourself which uh in a lot of games like this that's not a part of it and for somebody like me who gets hit all the time having a way to uh (laughs) heal yourself mid combat uh even and like the way that they do it is like it's a reward based system so like when you get hits it builds up your mana bar that you can use to get health back so it becomes like a dance where it's like oh i'm about to die do i spend my my Man, on like healing myself up or do more damage, you know, like it's I, that game's excellent. We don't have to talk that one to death, people know that that game's excellent. I, I'm really excited for Silk Song now, uh, having mm-hmm. played uh, Hollow Knight. So, uh, excellent game that I maybe wouldn't have played uh, without Game Pass. Uh, the last one before my winner is a game that we've talked about quite a bit on this podcast it is a game called Crown Trick. Uh, it oh, is yeah. a it is a uh, like tactical <laughs> roguelite game that uh, I really fell in love with this year. This was another game that I had heard about, but hadn't really been able to jump into. Cause again, the cost of it like kind of uh, lured me away, but after playing like maybe three or four hours on game pass, I immediately went out and bought it on steam. It's one of my um, favorite games that I've played in a long time. Uh, in terms of like roguelikes, it's a super neat game. Definitely uh check it out if you're into roguelites or like top-down RPG like games. Uh, that one is called Crown Trick. Uh excellent game on Game mm-hmm. Pass. Um, Ooh, my who's winner, the winner. My winner is a game that um it is it's so cool. Uh it's called <laughs> uh Dodgeball Academia. So <laughs> Dodgeball Academia is like equal parts uh like the design, like aesthetically, is like equal parts Paper Mario and My Hero Academia, where you have like these flat, really well animated and well drawn sprites that are that are flat in like a 3D world. So they kind of spin around. They do that kind of thing. They don't lean into that mechanically like they do in the mm-hmm. Paper Mario games, but it, it leads to a very uh, awesome looking aesthetic. Then the game on top of it is a dodgeball RPG. So it's like an action-ish RPG. There is like a battle system to it that's all like kind of dodgeball based, but it's a sports RPG. Like it, it is a sports RPG and I love those type of games. Um, and this one just, Dodgeball Academia is such a positive story and it's like, it's about lifting your friends up and working together. It's it's a It's a very fun like romp.
0: Uh through this one <laughs> world.
1: It's great. Like I, a romp. <laughs> it's a romp. It's an absolute romp. And another game that I instantly kind of went out and bought on Steam after starting playing it on uh Game Pass. Uh it's it's excellent. It's fairly short too, so it's not like you're gonna be investing a ton of time into it. Uh but yeah, my favorite Game Pass game this year is called Dodgeball Academia. Uh excellent, excellent game. Uh jake what about you what are what are your game pass games of the year
0: uh well i've got a few less to talk about than you <laughs> you put forward uh but you definitely you dig into game pass a lot more than i do yeah um the value like i really get out of it is uh being able to play basically like full price games or like you know more expensive games without having that that cost of entry um because, like, I mean, I don't know. It's, it's, like, my terrible consumer mind. But, like, I'm like, ooh, $10 indie. I'll get 30 please. Or, like, $160 game. Not, not on your life, sir. Um, <laughs> so, anyway. A little sidetrack about psychology there. All right. I have two games to talk about. My runner-up, uh, mentioned before, is Forza Horizon 5. So this was a uh, fresh new release that came out recently of the realistic driving sim, realistic-ish. I think I would call it realistic-ish Ish. uh, driving sim game. Um, that I wouldn't have grabbed. Um, uh, racing games are a pretty hard sell for me. I I I love them, but it's just like uh, I like what I like. And racing games are are rarely it, uh, but this one has been super-duper great. It's really got that arcade feel with, like, the deep customization and, you know, really elaborate mechanics. Um, I'm still driving with the guideline on. I'm working, working to get it off, but I've played that game a bit more, and it just throws new cars and new upgrades at you. Um, I really... I don't know, just, like, having, like, a real unlock system in a game that's not microtransaction-based is very, I don't know, almost, like, nostalgic. Like, oh, cool, like, I can just, like, unlock things by playing the game, like, at a good clip. Um, I mean, it does have the... I, like, if you need to, like, it's there, but, like, for the most part, you're going to be able to get a lot of stuff. Like, the starter cars it gives you, like, you know, the or Squirtle Charmander it presents you at the start of the game are, like, three compelling choices um and it just keeps piling on more and the challenges are fun driving is smooth and the open world it gives you is a whole a whole mess of fun and uh i don't know it just feels great to play that play that new great game ultra settings on the game pass subscription ah a whole lot of fun the other thing i want to i want to note
1: about that game in particular is that the um that game is uh, takes a lot of steps forward in accessibility. Like you mm-hmm. can go through those options and see all the ways you can tune that game to make it more playable for you. Uh, it's doing really good fundamental work to make gaming ac- accessible for everybody, uh, at least in the best way that that they can for their game, and that's worth applauding.
0: Yeah, for sure. That's something that's really been developing over the past few years. Uh but then you see a game like this that just knocks it out of the park and like pushes that boundary further. It's it's really great to see. Mm -hmm. So yeah, accessible if you're got something going on or if you're just bad at driving like me. (laughs) And then (laughs) the winner (laughs) for my favorite Game Pass game of the year was uh Titanfall two. Ah yes. So I uh I played the absolute shit out of this game. Um when I came across it on Game Pass, I like didn't just like, come across it, but um, it I was kind of perusing around looking for something to play on Game Pass, and you know saw it once they put all those EA ga- games on onto Game Pass, and like knew that it had gotten like great reviews, like a well loved campaign. Uh, <clears throat> I have a soft spot in my heart for like the COD campaigns, and <clears throat> I mean they they lost me a bit when they went more future so i never actually played titanfall one or two when that came out and also like the titan combat never really appealed to me um but yeah the campaign for that game is is phenomenal i had so much fun playing through it played through it twice uh once normal second time on the hardest difficulty because i just like i love doing that um and it was it was very compelling that game is so smooth like butter and the arenas that it presents you with and the movement options that allows you to engage with that a game in are just so phenomenal and so uh, just interesting. And, like, I don't know, you can feel your, like, pulse pounding almost in that way, like, you're playing a Doom game. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, that, that, that was uh, the game that really just helped me, like, I don't know, like fall in love with game pass just like that feeling of almost like walking through a video store aisle of like ah, i'm like what game or like what movie do i want to rent like what can i what can i have here uh and you know titanfall 2 just really scratched niche i was i was dying to play at that time and it's a a hell of a game if you haven't checked it if you haven't checked it out if you like single player shooter campaigns but like they've been pretty bad for the last while uh titanfall 2 is a real standout
1: yeah like anything to get more people to play Titanfall too. Like I don't, okay. I don't love the call of duty style shooting of like the really, like the time to death being really quick and, and all of that. And like, and there's something about the way those guns shoot that I, I don't always love.
0: Mm-hmm. But dude,
1: you're, you're hitting on something there that I think we're going to be talking about a lot more throughout the rest of this show in um, there's something to a snappy movement FPS shooter there's, there's something to that that is, oh, it's so sweet. It's like the, the best. And Titanfall 2, one of the best ever at doing it.
0: Oh, yeah, I'd say so. I enjoyed it more than the the Doom campaigns. Yep. Yeah. Heresy, I, I know.
1: I don't, I don't think so. <laughs> I mean, like, Doom 2016 is pretty dope, but Titanfall 2 is, like, a master class in that, like, style of game. You know, fast-moving yeah. kind of... Um, short kill uh, time to death really short you know like big crazy set pieces like that that game does it that game does it real
0: well and like that's a very fun highest difficulty run uh mm-hmm. as well cuz it's like it's so movement based and it, uh, you have to like really manage your cloaking uh, ability too to like get yourself in and out of danger oh my god so great so strategic i still like i still like vividly remember some of the uh like combat zones i got in, and how to like keep like trying and retry i like fuck i'm figuring this out but like i don't know anyway great game love it yes. love titanfall 2
1: <laughs> totally worthy of your of uh, of the award uh, all right next category uh next up we have multiplayer experience of the year uh jake why don't you go first
0: Yes, yes, happy to. So, um, multiplayer game of the year, Runner Up. Uh, this is one we had kind of, like, talked about, kind of, like, speculated about where it might fall within our placings for this game of the year. Uh, so it's, for me, Mario Golf Super Rush has been Runner Up. Uh, we got, I got the game for our charity stream. Um, I wasn't really – I was debating whether or not to get it for the next uh, Beer League, but uh, really – the street getting for the stream pushed me over the edge and us playing through the par three course trying to nail as many holes in one as possible to like raise money was one of the most fun single multiplayer experiences i've had uh this year and then of course you know it's a golf game families love golf games so i was able to play it back home with my uh, my dad my brother-in-law and we had like a you know fun time just sitting around playing games and uh, i'm really looking forward to the Season 2 of Beer League now. Um, this game will not be appearing any on other, any other parts of this list because a lot of the game modes really suck, which was another thing we talked about. Um, like, the stroke play is really fun. Uh, everything else, like the speed golf, I just... Uh, I don't want to... It's very bad i don't want to play a really bad platformer for like two-thirds of a golf round
1: (laughs) that that have very serious balancing issues oh my god you can say the exact same thing about the star shots really Mm -hmm. yep
0: yep really big balancing issues with that uh but yeah so great times anything i can play with families uh really fun too but then the winner multiplayer game or multiplayer of the year is age of empire 4 hey Uh, Of course, love me some AoE. Um, If we still had the most played category this year, Age of Empires 2 definitely would have been on that. Uh, But, you know, it had a few months on AoE 4. Or years. (laughs) 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 This game is so (laughs) fucking fun. (laughs) I really love, love it. I love how different each of the Sibs is. And for somebody like me who's just a complete casual player of the game, I don't really want to do any PVP stuff. I have the most fun just, you know, playing against the AI with some friends and you know, it's a coordination there with the uh, like the strategy elements, you know, especially like on like island maps. Uh like I love choke choke point maps where we can like coordinate like our defenses and stuff like that. Um this is I was I was seriously unsure if AoE 4 was going to surpass AoE 2 in my like desire to play a strategy game. And it, it certainly has. And uh it's been really fun to play with friends. Uh these all the sieves feel great. I love that there's like the mastery unlocks for all the sieves. So like if you have some if you're playing one, like it kinda like gives you something to do. Like, okay, cool. Like this game, I need to make a bunch of longbowmen in the feudal age. So like that's what I'm gonna be doing. So now like my you, you have to like accommodate your strategy accordingly um and it's another thing it's on on game pass and i super love that it's on game pass because i've been able to play with some more people that way uh others who yeah probably wouldn't drop the 60 dollars to play it but if it's on game pass they're like oh shit yeah let's go so mm-hmm. that's been uh so much fun and is going to be one of my go-to games to play online with friends for a while
1: that's awesome to hear. That's fantastic. Not just because, you know, of my affiliation with the game, but it's it's good to hear that RTS fans are liking a new RTS game because I feel yeah. like it's... It's hard. It's, it's hard. really it's hard fucking to do. hard. It's really fucking hard to do. It's really <laughs> hard to do. So it that's that warms my heart. That's awesome.
0: There's a reason why Age of Empires 2 is, like, the most played game in that series, what, 25 years later. Uh... We're we're a persnickety bunch, <laughs> hey, right? Yeah, yeah.
1: Tell me about it. <laughs> hey, tell me about
0: your multiplayer games, Tony.
1: Uh, so uh, we do share a game on this list in Mario Golf Super Rush. Um, Hell yeah! I I was rem- I almost didn't want to put this game on my list for the same reasons that you stated that it you know there's so much of this game that I don't like, but the Mario Golf Beer League was a uh, an amazing time. Great success. It was so much fun to do. It uh, was stressful at a lot of times trying to pull all this stuff together and make it run smoothly, but ultimately it was incredibly fun and worthwhile. Shout out to DeFever, Matt, and Jess for helping uh, run and configure this whole thing. I couldn't have done it without you guys. Uh, And it was just so much fun. It was so much fun, you know, over the course of eight weeks playing with a bunch of people keeping track of scores like there there was like really solid delineation of like who the best people were like there was definitely tears that you could see in the scores and how people were playing but it was all fun it was all positive it it was a great time uh when we decide to do another season of it uh it should be a ton of fun definitely uh stay tuned to the podcast to hear about that we'll get you guys involved as um as you liked but yeah it In spite of the game they made, Mario Golf Super Rush ended up being a great multiplayer experience um, for me this year. Uh, I mean, there's
0: there's a lot of great there. Like when we play with our with your house rules of like Mm -hmm. star shots off, just stroke play. Like it's got some good courses. They've I think doubled the course list since since it came out. So it had some extra good content there. So it, it it's good. Like playing within our bounds has like been a fun time.
1: Yeah, like. That game is thin on content. It needs more. It hasn't quite doubled its courses and it needs mm. to. It needs to get more in there. It needs it just it needs more. but the system that they made with the um, being able to shape your shot is very mm. good. It's so much very fun. good. And it's a lot of fun. I think some of those courses though, are not fun. There's some uh,
0: big bullshit on a lot of those courses. There's
1: some big bullshit in some of those courses, like 100%. And especially <laughs> some of those new courses are kind of like the rookie course, where it's like, here is a giant landmass and they're just putting you on different T's and cutting you across. Uh, yeah. Instead of like legitimate full courses, like made like, in 18 a bespoke way. holes. <laughs> yeah. It's, um, that worries me about like the amount of like time and attention the game gets. Um, but staying positive here, still a very fun game to play with your friends. And I'll also say kudos to Nintendo because the online actually works fairly well here. Better than Smash, that's for sure. Lag can suck and it can really affect your shots at times. But I literally can only count three times that it, it affected anything. And most of that was in casual play. So not mm-hmm. a big deal. So anyways, Mario Golf Super Rush runner up for favorite multiplayer experience of the year. Um, The next one on my list uh, is Halo Infinite. Um, I was very shocked like everybody else when it came out early. Yeah, uh, the multiplayer portion and I got in there and played a lot Uh, and I've been able to play with a lot of people kind of like what you were saying before about Game Pass and AOE Four. you know, the barrier to entry with uh, Halo Infinite's multiplayer and that's free to play it it makes it open to everybody. So I've been able to play with a bunch of different groups of people and reconnect and have a great time playing a good Halo game. You know, like say what you will, like people are all up in arms about the battle pass and like missing playlists and all that stuff. Like drop all of that stuff cuz who get, like I don't give a shit about all There's that so, kind of stuff. They're so
0: like the Halo Reddit is just going so Pe- weirdly bonkers over this game.
1: People are going to be negative just because it's easy to be negative, but like it's it's stupid and uh yes, do I think it could be implemented better? Like yes, but you could say that about fucking anything. So th- like concentrate on the things that the team nailed, which is they made a very very compelling Halo multiplayer experience um that they that they should be proud of and that I'm mm-hmm. so glad people it's resonating with people, so I can continue to play this game with folks. Um, it's it's fun in a 4v4 Slayer oddball captured a flag. It's just as fun in a uh, big team battle where you got, you know, oh, more yeah. people in there. I with love all big team battles. It's it's great. Like uh, the grappling hook is an excellent ability to add into that pool along with, you know, all the other tried and true uh, abilities they've had since Reach and some other new ones in there as well. But it's it's really good weapons feel good uh it's i'm having a really really good time with it and i see myself playing it for a long time so you know hail the chief man i'm glad he's back uh i'm glad i'm glad this game is delivering um the way that i expected it to and was excited for last year it's good to see uh <laughs> games games from last year most excited making it onto this list so uh um,
0: we're not having anything that ages badly like calling cyberpunk 27 one of our most anticipated games of the year <laughs> yeah right
1: exactly yeah <laughs> history tells the story right you know yeah right <laughs> hindsight 2020 as they say um so that is uh my my other runner-up uh but my winner for the multiplayer experience of the year goes to gloomhaven so oh yeah. I, I played uh the gloomhaven steam digital version uh, i've been a uh, early access member for uh for a while i think over a year and i dipped my toes into it i think earlier this year like first half of the year and i didn't like the experience i thought hmm. um I thought the UI was not in a great place. I thought some of the mechanics didn't feel right. Um, there was a lot of things that I was like, ah, this is not quite there yet. Uh, it came out into 1.0 earlier this year, maybe like two or three months ago, I want to say. And all of those concerns were cleared up. And it is a extremely well ported version of the board game that has really solid online uh, functionality that works the way you want it to. Um, it's, it's an excellent way to play one of the best board game experiences, long-term campaign based board game experiences. It's one of the best there is. And this is, if not the best way to play it comparable to the physical version, um, it sucked when my original Gloomhaven group had to break up because people were moving and you know, all that, like it, that sucked. Mm-hmm. And this game was able to resurrect our group, and we've been playing together again, you know, oh, trying so to play, trying to play weekly again. And it that's it does wonders for my mental health and for for the things that I enjoy. And it's mm-hmm. even better that it works really well. Um Gloomhaven is awesome. If you like those type of board games, this is the best version of it. Um or I, I the physical version is still very cool, but there, there is something to the game automatically setting up a lot that's of that's so um,
0: nice. That's such a great thing because
1: <laughs> Gloomhaven is a giant box mm-hmm. that has hundreds of pieces in it. And I know when we were playing the physical version, um, you know, a couple of years ago. Uh, friend of the show, Nate, would spend tons of time setting up our scenarios prior to because it's, it's just easier that way. And it made yeah. it a lot more difficult if we decided to be two scenarios in a session just because it's like, oh, now we got to set up this whole thing here. We got good at like delegating uh, responsibilities to folks to do it faster. But
0: <sighs> it's just part of the game right there.
1: Right. <laughs> But there's nothing like the game doing it for you and keeping track of all those rules and stuff. Not to say that it's perfect because there are times where it's like, ah, oh, man, I wish I could undo this action or or, or do things this way mm-hmm. that I yeah. could do in the physical, right? But there's always going to be limitations with that. Uh, if you gave me 95% of the way there with this, that is amazing to me. Uh, and, I th- and I think this game does more than that. But But what I'm saying is, you know, making such a great and loving port of this excellent physical board game. And then also having online multiplayer work as seamlessly as it does. It's, it's excellent, excellent game. Uh, so yeah, Gloomhaven is my multiplayer experience of the year.
0: Hell yeah. Uh, Yes. Well then that takes us to our next category, which is the game of the year, the game of the calendar year game of the 2021 games.
1: yes these are only games that came out this calendar year if these uh, are games that were in early access they had to hit 1.0 this year to be eligible for this list um i'm up first right for this so yeah yeah first. you are
0: so um, yeah take us away buddy
1: so i have four games on this list oh man <laughs> um, four games on this list uh i'll make it quick uh halo infinite is also on this list um, I have spent some time with the single player campaign, you know, several hours at this point. I have not finished it, but it's really fucking good, and I really, really like it. Um the fact that you have the grapple shot or the grapple hook all of the time, and it's like you can upgrade to have like a really short cooldown, it makes for really, really fun gameplay experiences. Um it sometimes gets a little repetitive, but honestly the gunplay and the improvisation that comes from having a grapple hook as good as this one on such a short cooldown it it's great It it's really really nice i like it a lot i'm not missing the lack of co-op at all because the grappling hook is so good that's like he's
0: fucking love that grappling hook it's really good man because like, it's, it's almost better than having a
1: wingman because like you can add augments to it where like you'll stun and do damage so it's like i'm in the middle of a firefight i just hit like knock down somebody have another big enemy coming behind me I can just turn around and grapple to them and it like usually it stuns them or puts them in some sort of stagger so you can mm-hmm. kind of get yourself back to neutral and you know go at it again or you can get like really inventive with like I'm gonna slingshot myself off of this cover to throw myself up in the air and then I'm gonna throw a grenade down and then do this like you can the system that the systems that they built uh for the combat arenas that are in the game, for the sandbox elements, uh, mm-hmm. it's really, really good. It's really good. I'm having a ball with it. Um, I, I not enough to say it's like my game of the year because I haven't finished it, and maybe there's something that's you know bad on the back half that would make me change my mind here. But as of right now, this this game's really good, and I highly encourage people to play it. It's on Game Pass. Play beyond just the multiplayer. The campaign is also really good. Halo Infinite.
0: I haven't, I haven't had the time to start yet, but I'm so – oh, I'm so excited. I love me a Halo game.
1: It's good. It's it's good. It's definitely, um, definitely worthy of being on Game of the Year lists for sure. Um, next on my list is a game we already talked about again, uh, Age of Empires 4. This game rocks. Fucking go play it, people. It's, ex- <laughs> it's excellent. And again, like this is another game that um, – like I was kind of saying with Halo – it's a game that has something for a lot of different audience, whether you're a single player player or you're into multiplayer or playing against bots, there's something for anybody and the lower barrier barrier to entry with it being on game pass definitely helps. Um, I, I think the campaign is stellar and, and really fun. Um, but that's just me as a, ca- a campaign primary player of age. Um, but yeah, age of Empires for excellent video game. Um, Next runner up on this list, uh something we talked about a little bit on this podcast uh before, Gunfire Reborn, uh that officially hit 1.0 this year, just hey. actually a couple of weeks ago. Uh that game fucking rules. It is a roguelite first person shooter um they added a whole new level to the game so now there are four levels i think there are like five or six characters there are i don't know if there's quite like a hundred weapons but there are a lot of different weapons there is a lot of variability in the skills that you get uh, in between runs um i had a great time playing this game this year it almost made it into my multiplayer experiences of the year because i mainly played this game multiplayer and got other friends that were like so into World of Warcraft that I never thought I'd see them again. I was able to pull them out of uh WoW briefly with uh Gunfire Reborn, which is um worth worth saying it's I believe yeah. it should be on this list by itself. Uh, but Gunfire Reborn is excellent. If you like first-person shooters and roguelikes, uh either one of those genres, give this one a shot. It's it's excellent. Excellent video game, Gunfire Reborn. Uh, so that was the last runner up the winner of this category. And I think I'm going to save my big rant on this game until a little bit later.
0: Okay. All right.
1: But the winner of this category gave the year 2021 is inscription. Inscription is really, really, really cool. It's a really, really cool video game. <gasps> it's like, it's like take the deck building roguelike, structure of slay the spire mm-hmm. but then add in the meta game story of like a frog fractions or like a pony island um and and merge that with an escape room and maybe mist and then also add a dash of fmv in there it's th- it's very hard to explain this game. This without one is
0: definitely on my radar. I it's, I've come across this one. I've heard this one. Haven't had the haven't played it yet, but it's it's I'm chomping at the bit.
1: I I have more to say on this game later. Uh, but this is an excellent video game. It's like no doubt my favorite game of this year. Like no doubt favorite wow. game. Wow. Okay. As soon as I bought it and started playing it, I did not turn it off. It was on, and when I had moments of free time. I would play turns, or I'd progress in the game. It's mm-hmm. it's excellent. I uh, unlike you, I often don't replay video games like right after I beat them. Like I usually move on to the next thing. Yeah. I I booted this up directly after because when you beat this game, it it does this interesting thing where it it kicks you out. It boots you a desktop. It, the game shuts itself down. It's like Love oh, it this game is over, bro. Um, I immediately started back up and made a new game and, and started playing again. It's it's. It's really good. I'll talk about it more later, but it's very good. No doubt my favorite game of this year. And like could even like make it in my top ten favorite games of all time. Like it
0: is really ooh, fun. It's ooh. really
1: it's real good. It's real good. Um I've already taken up too much time here. Jake. No such thing. <laughs> game of the year twenty twenty one. What are your uh runners up and favorite?
0: Uh runner up, I think this will probably be the last time we talk about it on this episode, Age of Empires four. Um parodying what you say campaign super good super great campaign absolutely love the campaign uh they brought back the art of war which is the tutorial they made for age of empires 2 like that mode uh which really really tutorializes it for you it's not like this is a a guy with a sword he does melee attacks it's like no here's a build order motherfucker and this is how fast you have to do it in order to be competitive like Mm -hmm. that's great i love that feature um the civilizations are so distinct and so beautiful to play. Like, the stuff... I- so, like, Age of Empires 2, there's, like, fuck, 36 civilizations, but, like, oh really God. other than i think like God. the chinese that start with one extra villager no food like your build order is essentially going to be exactly the same for the first like five the to go- six minutes the of, the goths AG age of are 2 a little game.
1: weird too they yeah, you, you start with
0: an early drush there yeah okay i've played goths once or twice don't <laughs> lecture me about age of empires 2 tony sorry <laughs> <laughs> but you know, there's every civilization is so wildly distinct and there's like actually like you have to like learn it learn how to like not just like the idiosyncrasies or like how like the special bonuses and how to best take advantage of those but like learn how to like play a civilization from the ground up because each one is very distinct not each one but like a lot of them have a lot of very big distinctions there between them and like crazy uh, differences from each to each so it makes it a lot of fun to replay uh Replay civilizations and like learn Civilizations there's a I think a deeper Rewarding uh, system there And it's just super cool game Looks great plays great big fan Age of Empires 4 Good damn game Mm -hmm. and then My winner 2021 game of the year Resident Evil Village
1: (laughs) I saw this one coming
0: (laughs) Oh my god Oh this game is Peak camp it's so, <laughs> it's so goofy, it's so dumb in its like self seriousness, but like mechanically solid. Like a lot of fun to play. Atmosphere, out the wazoo. Amazing atmosphere all over the place. Oh, the detail and the design of everything. The RE engine is being pushed to its limits, and it looks amazing and it plays amazing. Uh, it's a little uneven. Uh, like the different sections of it. it, like it really peaks at the uh, cast, castle, Demis, demetresque, uh for sure. Uh, but I, I had so much fun playing through this game. Uh, this is one I played with Drea for my first run through of it, and that was like a great one to sit and play together. It takes a like really cool, uh, like development of your character and sort of like a lot of the atmosphere from Resident Evil Four, the uh, like you know first person mechanism or first-person perspective and kind of that like immersion of resident evil 7 and then just the sheer dumb lunacy of resident evil 6 and just compiles it together into a package that i really loved resident That's Evil great. village game uh, Year yeah. 2021
1: yeah I, I i don't want to say i was shocked by this pick <laughs> <laughs> definitely was not uh but yeah great great pick though you know definitely flowers to resident evil Mm -hmm.
0: eight right it's eight yeah eight yeah um
1: yeah that's that's one that's on my list i i i keep trying to go back to resident evil and like never quite liking uh the games but that's fair (laughs) but this but like Kudos to Resident Evil for continuing to put out a compelling product that keeps leading me back to it, even though I could only say I've had fun with, like, two of the games Mm. (laughs) out Mm. of, like, the six that I've played. Um, So, yeah. But
0: I'm, like, I'm... I don't know. Like, they have reached, like, I think, like, the Resident Evil 4 portion of, like, this new age of Resident Evil that started with 7. Um, So they should... To learn from past mistakes and not like make absolutely garbage ass games like Resident Evil Six of uh, like in this like new version. So we'll see what Resident Evil does as it goes forward. And it's too in its in its current phase or new phase, whatever it does. Um, But shit, that franchises surprised people many times and absolutely redefined uh, horror games and just shit, games in general.
1: If, if you would have told me you know 20 years ago that resident evil would be like one of these franchises with this kind of staying power i would have told you you're full of shit you know like i like there's there's something to be said about capcom's ability to continue making these games be interesting and then mm-hmm. take chances too with making these remakes and doing something totally different with resident evil 7 and then taking steps forward with eight you know that's you know kudos to them kudos to them and that development team for for making um continually reinventing themselves in a good way oh yeah uh okay well that wraps up our first categories there um after the break we'll have three more categories for you stay tuned folks sit tight Welcome back, folks, to the third annual international. Hey, I like that game awards. Uh If you're just tuning in, that's strange because this is That's very
0: strange, yeah. Why
1: did you start in the middle? What well, the hell love, are you doing? I
0: love going in the middle of podcasts. Keeps <laughs> me in suspense to the beginning. <laughs>
1: uh We've got three more categories for you folks. Uh First one here is game most excited for. So these are video games that are not quite out yet. They're either announced or... Or maybe you've played them a little bit, but they're not quite out yet. Jake, what are some of your most excited for games for this next year?
0: Well, I've got three to talk about. Uh, First one's pretty much just out of obligation, Breath of the Wild 2. Uh, This is now the third time it has been my most anticipated game of next year. And it remains to be so. I think pretty dang sure this is the one. This is the year. let's hope um, let's hope. That's, that's certainly hope because i don't think i would put it on my list next year like my excitement's <laughs> like kind of like going down and down as i keep just being like no more news it's like the next elder scrolls shit that game's gonna come out in like 2025 i don't know if i'll ever be able to play that game <laughs> uh anyway so breath of wild 2 still on there uh honorable mention 2 so this one's weird because i I don't think this is going to be, like, a great game, but I'm curious what it's going to mean for the franchise, which is Pokemon Legends Arceus. Mm -hmm. Um, This game, it's actually pretty close to coming out. January is a slated release date. So this is really the biggest, like, most publicized marketed departure from the core Pokemon gameplay loop um i mean like pokemon's like explored other genres before you know pokemon snaps of course uh but it hasn't they're really like going in on this one like this is a they're making new pokemon for this i I, like new regional types but like new pokemon nonetheless there's a grass electric type now i'm so psyched for that um and i i don't know like it's i don't think it's gonna be a great game but i hope that it's going to just let pokemon grow a little bit more to breathe you know take a page from resident evil reinvent yourself once or twice um so i'm hoping that that this uh kind of leads to that i hope it's a great game i hope i'm i'm underselling it and it turns out to be super rad but i'm I'm super duper curious what this this game is going to be and what it's going to mean going forward Um, but yeah, then my winner, almost said runner-up again, my winner is God of War Ragnarok. So I, I really liked the PS4 God of War. Um, I never got into that franchise otherwise. Um, I never asked to get it for the PlayStation, because I knew my parents would say no, and they'd be like, what kind of games are you playing? So I was like, I'm just gonna not. I'm not gonna push it here. Like, I already have enough good games. Um, and then, fucking, I had the biggest narcs at my local GameStop, and, like, the electronic section at Meyer. Like, I would go in there with, like, a crisp 50, and it'd be like, one video game, sir, and they'd be like, it's rated M. I'd be like, yeah, and? and like, yeah, and you're 14. be like, shit, come on. Uh, I'm well, still bitter...
1: And taxes, Jake. You can't just Whatever. go in there with a 50. <laughs> They're probably like, kid, you don't have enough money. Get away from me.
0: I tried to buy Prince of Persia, The Sands of Time, whichever the second one was in like the 3D mm. franchise. And the guy was like, is your parent here? And I'm like, oh, yeah, let me go get him. And I just left my <laughs> walked <sidewalk> there. <laughs> never so, went God there damn again. it. <laughs> I could never show my face. oh. Uh. Anyway, so uh, never played the other God of War games. I tried to play them into my adulthood and just kind of bounced off of them because they weren't really doing it for me. Um, but God of War, along with Spider-Man, was what put me over the edge to get a PlayStation 4. And I really like both those games, and I really like God of War. Um, there's a lot with that game narratively that, like, loses me, especially in the later half. And I think a lot of the mechanics, especially, like, with the level up or the power up, uh, is pretty poorly defined, um, so I'm hoping that stuff that they're like the narrative they're able to kind of figure out a bit more and like keep the momentum going throughout, um, and kind of like refine those systems a bit more. Maybe try to introduce a new more enemy types, because that was another thing that got really repetitive near the end. Was um, not a lot of new enemies to fight, like just like reskins of older enemies. So because of like god of war being like great like starting at a great benchmark but there being a lot of like visible easy to improve upon areas i like guess not easy to improve games are super fucking hard to make but like areas of improvement there that i know the developer is is aware of i'm very hopeful for what uh, ragnarok is going to be and i'm very excited to play it
1: yeah that totally makes sense it totally makes sense I, I forgot that game was coming out so soon
0: That yeah, so did i and i was looking it up <laughs> yeah
1: that's uh, that's awesome. Good good call out there, Jake.
0: Well, thank you very much, sir. What do you want to call out for the next year?
1: Uh, so I have what, I got four games here, um, <laughs> so I, I can run through them quickly. Uh, the first is Six System Shock Three. Uh, oh, I I thoroughly oh, enjoyed oh, System oh, Shock Two when oh, we when we played through that, and it really makes me interested on what that next game will be. Uh, no telling when it's going to come out, or you know, we haven't gotten a kind of a development update in a long time on that game. But whenever that game comes out, I'm all here for it and I'm excited for what it could bring. So system shock 3, first runner up, uh, next runner up, uh, has been on this list previously and should be coming out soon is Hogwarts legacy. Um, that's mm. the our Harry Potter RPG from avalanche. Uh, I I'm very curious about what this game ends up being. I don't love Harry Potter, like historically, um, but from what I've seen of this game, it looks really neat. In the Harry Potter world, is interesting. I'm very oh, curious. Yeah. I'm very curious what they end up doing. What like class archetypes look like. What does multiplayer look like, or if, is it only a single player game? What what does this combat look like? Because one of my big issues with Harry Potter is that it seems like you know fiddling a wand around and shooting out like a, a ray of light or here's a different color thing that comes out and it does something different. Like how are they going to personify the different powers of the spells and how is yeah, that going like, to yeah. play out? Cause I, cause like I said, that's one of my issues with kind of the foundations of what Harry Potter is, is that like, you know, the, the magic system itself doesn't seem nearly as fun as let's say like a Dragon Ball Z or some other like battle focused, you know, story. Uh, mm-hmm. So I'm very curious about how they, where they find the fun with that. Exactly. Um, yeah. Yeah.
0: Very and curious the, about what happens there. The world building of Harry Potter is so robust, but there's like still so much of it. Where I'm like, what, how does that, like, how does that work? Like, where does that like interact? And like the spell casting, yeah, definitely is one of those aspects of it. So I think that'll be a neat, a neat thing to see what they do with it.
1: Yeah. and And like you said, the world is, is so detailed and fleshed Mm -hmm. out already there's a lot of area to make something cool like if this is as big as an open world game is is as as i'm thinking it is like open world rpg like that is really cool plus like you know how are they going to gamify like the sorting hat how are they going to gamify being in hogwarts like all of these things that are like fundamental to the harry potter experience like i'm excited to see how they make that compelling gameplay stuff um so yeah really excited about that one hopefully it comes out uh i think it's slated for february now or maybe late january uh i'm i'm excited to see where that goes um last runner up uh is a game called Multiverses. this is the new platform fighter that was just announced from warner brothers that's bringing together oh yeah dc characters and just warner brothers has like a very compelling cast of characters, you know, not only do they have DC, but they have Game of Thrones. They have, you know, a bunch of different cartoons. Like they, like Rick and Morty is going to be in this game. And like Tom and Jerry is going to be in this game, you know, like I'm very interested Looney tunes. Like the, the cast of Looney tunes could be in this game. You know, I, I'm very excited by that potential of like the, the IPs that they have, but then on top of that, what they're pitching at for this game is that it's like a co-op focus, like two V two fighter. Yeah, focus yeah. thing. Which is like, okay, that sounds awful, but <laughs> <laughs> like, what, like, how, like, how is that going to work? Right. Like that to me, that doesn't <laughs> sound great. Like if you're, if you're dedic if you're thinking about it as like a platform fighter and you are dedicating t- buttons on your face, uh, or a combination of buttons. You know, Smash doesn't have a lot of moves uh, historically. If you are dedicating some of those buttons to co-op only moves, then that inherently, I think, makes makes it really tough to do one v one, which is like historically how platform fighters work. And then how as soon as fighters you... work, <laughs> right, right, exactly. Like, and if you expand that out to be like it has to be two v two to be like the optimal experience, it's like you're really betting on a lot of people. Getting into this because how shitty is it going to end up being when you have a really compelling game that requires all these people to play and you can't get match made? You know, like that, mm-hmm. there is a lot of things that can go wrong here. However, I'm always willing to take a shot on a new platform fighter. um You know, Nicktoons All Star Brawl came out this year, and a lot of people were talking about like how that was going to be such a interesting new entry into platform fighters and it feels like it's really been kind of a uh, a dud yeah uh, it's, it, it, it seems had, like it's really
0: fizzled out
1: it had its moment it seems to be fizzling but maybe uh maybe that's just me and you know melee is still living you know all these years right. later so who knows yeah who knows right fighting games are the fighting games and rts games are the ones that a small community can keep it living forever um but whatever i am interested Warner Brothers and what you guys are putting together here. Uh, the fact that it's going to be free to play too also opens those doors for a low cost barrier of entry for people to get into it. Uh, I'm curious. I'm curious about what that is. Kind of like what you were saying about uh, the new Pokemon game. Mm-hmm. Uh, this game could be trash, but I am just very interested in what they do. Like, right. like I said previously, I'm very, very curious. I am uh, cautiously optimistic, but like, yeah, if your moves are dependent on using another player in some way, I feel like that is going to be tough for a fighting game. But who knows? Maybe they crack the code. Like, I, I'm yeah, curious. They're going like, a
0: whole hog on a niche nobody's ever pursued.
1: Yeah, I, I, I am very curious where they go. So, uh, multiverses is uh my second, my last runner up and the winner for most excited for i think we all know it wind jammers 2 baby hey. just just like you this one has been on every single one of our most excited for lists <laughs> i think I think this one will actually be coming to a close (laughs) soon. I think it's going to be coming out very early next year. Uh, The most recent trailer announced that it's also coming to Game Pass, which is that is that Mm. is what made it my most excited game, because I talk about Windjammers all the time. I try to introduce it to anybody who is willing to listen to me. Game Pass will make that a whole hell of a lot easier. (laughs) I plan on making a lot of people play a lot of Windjammers (laughs) 2 next year.
0: So I expect you to be one of those people.
1: So I can't <laughs> wait for that. Um the the prospect of Windjammers 2 being on literally millions being in millions of people's households makes me very excited about what the future of that game can be. Mm-hmm. Uh, very exciting. Windjammers 2, baby.
0: I'm excited for you. <laughs> well, thanks, Jake. <laughs> uh,
1: so uh <clears throat> that wraps up this cat that category. Uh next up is favorite game of the year now the distinction here is that this can be a game that came out this year or any year it's basically just what is the game that you had the most fun with this year jake what do you got
0: all right the so up here uh talked about game already which was titanfall 2 mm-hmm. uh so i won't drone on too much about the mechanics and why i like love it there um but this is definitely on the list because i was i just like i just didn't didn't feel like playing games nothing was really seeming entertaining didn't want to go to back to any of my like tried and true classics or pick up anything new and i was really just kind of like ah oh, man like my <laughs> i don't have like a hobby to engage with in my free time right now because like my passion for gaming isn't really there um and then i found titanfall and it started feeling great like right away and uh the mission where you have like the time travel device yeah and, you know, you're using that in platforming and then use it in combat for different situations it's just oh man it's so cool and the game struck me at exactly the time i needed it um just to like kind of pick me up you know personally and just to kind of like get get me zesty for games again uh, so I'm very, very grateful to Titanfall 2 for giving me that that experience. This game or this year, and gives it that uh, the runner up spot. And then, the winner, favorite game I played in 2021. So I was at uh, the apartment of friend of the show Nessie, and we were hanging out. I saw he had a PlayStation VR, and I'm like, I've never played a VR game before. Let's mess around with that. So threw it on. We played some Resident Evil Village first which was, you know, all right. First time playing VR, got a little sick, so it wasn't on that for a while. Uh, we played some Star Wars Squadron, which the single player for that is a real snorefest, let me tell you. And I was so ready to give up on VR gaming in general. And then we threw on super hot. Super hot VR was the next game we played. Oh my God! Holy shit! That was so much fun. I was all over the place. Uh, like you know, the meme of somebody with the VR machine, just like Matrix diving all over the place. I'm sweating. I'm going nuts after like a few hours. Dre and Nessie are like, "We want to do other things. We have to stop playing." And I will never forgive them for that. <laughs> I loved playing Super Hot VR. Super I- hot. Super. Oh. I, I think when I move when I have a uh, place with a bit more space maybe maybe I'll invest in VR for my uh, computer uh, but it's definitely it's it's expanded the potential of what that of what VR can be in my mind I was just like oh it's gonna be like you know bad shooters or like bad ports of first person games um, which I mean is uncharitable for sure call me old-fashioned call me weak stomached both are both are accurate uh but oh god super hot so physical so compelling it's so difficult but then so goddamn cool when it's just like all right i gotta shoot throw my gun at that person pick up a bottle on the floor throw it at that person duck out of the way oh god i got shot now i need to run it back again oh god the aesthetic is so cool of it Oh man. Anyway, I, I have not played VR. Super Hot
1: VR. I have played like the uh, Ritual Super Hot, and I thought that was like an incredible experience. So much fun. Such an excellent, excellent video game. And yeah, I I really want to try the VR. I'm, I'm jealous that you have. But yeah, really good pick. Really solid VR. Man.
0: So good. Oh man. I got to go back to Seattle so I can visit Nessie. <laughs> For that <laughs> specific reason. reason. <laughs> the only reason you come back here is to play <laughs>
1: VR. Like that's weird. <laughs> Uh uh-huh.
0: All right, all right, Tony. What what seven games are on your favorite of twenty twenty one? I only have
1: two. I only have two. The rest the rest of my list here is like uh, is I dialed it back a little bit. Um, so favorite game of the year, I only have two. My runner up, I think, is not going to su- surprise anybody. Is Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. Um, this year has been a big year for that game in general, and a big year for mm-hmm. me in this game in general. Um, the very last. Uh, characters came out this year in Pyramithra, Kazuya, and our final character, Sora, which all three of them are fairly good additions to the game. I don't like Mithra but it's more with I, – I, I don't think that character's balanced. But
0: <laughs>
1: they're all great additions to the cast. Uh, Kazuya and, and Sora specifically feel like really inspired. awesome. Oh, yeah. des- they're awesome designs. Like Sora feels like – just like the Kingdom Hearts games, just like it. And I remember mm-hmm. when that survey came out in Smash Four, I voted for Sora. Like I was all in for Sora. I like, well, I was gonna say I like Kingdom Hearts.
0: I like the yeah. idea well, that's of easy. <laughs> I like the idea of Kingdom Hearts. And I and me I played too. a lot
1: of. I like I played a lot of those <laughs> games and, and and got into it. Sora is like was like a no doubt uh, pick for me to put in Smash just because of like his character model, that his moves, like it all made sense and. I'm sure the amount of work that they needed to do to put him in this game was immense and they delivered on that design. I mean, by itself, that design is excellent and deserves praise, but they, you know, they also introduced these other characters and they, you know, closed the game out on a really, really high, great note. Yeah. Um, then on top of that, you know, we had the League Trolley stuff happen this year. So we had, you know, the Try Hard Tuesdays grow into something a little bit more uh, a little bit bigger, a little more professional, uh getting some really, really impressive players coming through the halls of the dojo uh playing. Like I yeah. just this past week I was TOing a five hundred dollar tournament where I had, you know, some of the, you know, top pros in the country uh playing. So that that has all been really cool, a really awesome experience uh for me and it all happened because of Smash. So uh has to be on the list, even though I probably didn't play it nearly as much as some of the other years. Like last year I played it a ton in lockdown. Uh, and this year I was a little more focused on TOing and, and doing that stuff, but mm-hmm. it's smash is great. Just, the smash is awesome. Um, it, it continues to be one of my favorite things to uh, do with my free time. Uh, so there's smash, uh, but the winner, uh, and, uh, you may have pieced together what this is uh, already with how I talked about it earlier is, uh, inscription. Um, Inscription is uh, it's an incredible video game. Like I said before, I, I, I think it's incredible. But in a year where um, so this year I played a lot of stuff on Game Pass, but I also really focused on examining the genre of roguelites. Uh, I went back and looked at my list. I played uh, more than 20 roguelites this year. Uh, I tried everything that's like including like like um, Tunchi that counts as mm-hmm. uh, a roguelite for, in, in my definition of that. So it's like games that have roguelike elements in there, but maybe like hiding as other genres, uh, those count. But I really, I dove deep. I wanted to understand, you know, what is it that makes Hades such an incredible game and such an incredible roguelite, you know? Like part of it was like academic for me in that. Uh, I really yeah, wanted, to yeah. under- I wanted to understand, right? And I wanted to understand what are the elements that make a really good one of these games And what are the elements that are like uh, nice to have? Uh, So I I spent a lot of time playing these these types of games. And Hades is still the. Crown jewel of roguelikes in terms of mechanics, because it does an incredible job of making you uh, get better at the game over time. It does a really good job of making uh the in-between parts of a run feel good uh, because you're you're getting more powerful. There's strategic ways to use some of the resources to progress the story and get new unlocks. Mm-hmm. Um and yeah, it always feels like you're getting stronger without it feeling easy. And then on top of that, it's designed around you need to beat this game multiple times because that's part of the story. You know, it's part of what's happening here. So it's balanced in a way that allows you to make progress because progress is necessary to get through the game. So they balance it in a way to to make that possible. And I could never take that away from Hades. Inscription, on the other hand, is – It's almost like the perfect like pairing to a game like Hades, because this is a game that figured out how to be something completely and totally unique while using the roguelite genre to um, express itself and to give you locomotion to keep playing, to keep uh, engaged with it. So Inscription, the way that the game kind of plays out is it's a... Uh, kind of a deck builder uh, card game where you kind of the game starts you have this like board in front of you and these like kind of floating eyes basically it's kind of like a horror game it's 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 really yeah and you're trapped in this cabin playing this card game with this weird guy (laughs) You can get up from the table, the table that you are playing the game. You can get up at almost any time and look around this room in which there are puzzles, a la an escape room or like a mist, uh, that kind of thing, where like you'll walk up to like a puzzle and be like, I have no idea what any of this means. Like, I got to figure this out. And the game will reveal things to make those puzzles uh, completable Mm -hmm. afterwards. Um, But the actual game part of it is. So much fun! They it, it works in this way of you have to sacrifice creatures to uh, bring new ones onto the board. You have four lanes uh, that you're kind of putting monsters on, and they're and they're attacking each other, like whether it's like straight across from there or like do a V, maybe a three lanes. There's a a ton of different like modifiers on these cards, um, so much so that there's a lot of variety in the decks you can create. Uh, and strategies that become um, possible over time. But this game has like three, maybe even four like movements to it. Like almost like a symphony where like things shift and change. Uh-huh. And like I said, I I don't want to spoil this game because a lot of what makes this game fascinating is how it reveals itself and the mysteries within it. Um, but the A to B parts where you're actually playing the game getting you to those movements are fucking great. It's a it's such a fun <laughs> roguelike card game that it makes me want to continue playing it even though I've seen all the stuff. You know, I've seen what inscription is. Like I get what it is now. I still want to keep playing it even though I've discovered all those things because it's super fun to play. Um, Like I said, this game is like a unique, somewhat meta experience like a Frog Fractions or a Pony Island or even like a Papers, Please, where it's like Mm -hmm. you think you're doing something in this game, but maybe you're doing something different. Maybe the game is is trying to say something else or uh, this is the type of game that there will be multiple moments where like the game will realize that like it knows what you're doing. It knows who you are. it, It knows things about you that. Maybe will make you feel uncomfortable, like like the psychomantis uh, moment in the original Metal Gear Solid, where it reads your memory card. There are moments like that that happen in this game, very organically, and it's super fucking neat. It's just so 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 neat. Um, I can't um, recommend a game more to people. I've already gotten like three or four people to play this game based on my insisting. It's a topic that I love discussing uh, with my coworkers because it is, it, it's, it's a fascinating thing. I can't wait till you play this game, Jake, so we can talk more about it. Um, it's, it's endlessly fascinating. And like, I mentioned this before that there's like FMV in this game. So there, mm-hmm. there's these full motion videos in this game. And there <laughs> is like, um, and it's part of the story and part of the intrigue Um And kind of like uh, when we talked about this in our Binding of Isaac episode, how there is like – there was like an ARG in that game that brought the game into reality in certain ways. and You know, super fascinating stuff. This game does some of that stuff too to the point where there is a YouTube channel called The Lucky Carter uh, that is uploading new videos that is in connection to this game. Um, That is fascinating. It's fascinating. Um, Like I said – this is a game I can't recommend anymore to people. Just play it, see what it is. It may be you can finish it in like 10 plus hours, maybe a little bit more than that. Um depending on how how you play there. It feels like there is I don't know, Tony, I'm pretty
0: luck. good at card games.
1: <sighs> it it sometimes feels like there's luck involved and mm. there are moments where the game will knock you down <clears throat> because you need to be knocked down, you know, like mm. you you think you are going to win here. It's like, no, no, no. You, the game has more to reveal and teach you.
0: You've the, the activated games... my trap card.
1: <laughs> yes. Yeah. And you know what, Jake, that reference in particular, it it fits with this game <laughs> in a way that is <clears throat> so delightful. And I won't say anything past that, but man, there's a treat for folks that get that reference in this game. There is an absolute fucking treat and I love it so much. Uh, it, it's great. Inscription is great. Like I like I said before, and I and I meant it. This game is probably in my top ten favorite games of all time. It probably is. Okay, I think it's,
0: it's on that insistence. I definitely did pick it up.
1: It's 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 really good. It's really good. Like I love. I, I mentioned this game a couple times before. Frog Fractions. I love games like that. that yeah, you is, made me
0: play Frog Fractions.
1: It it like it parades itself as one thing, but it's not that. And it it hides what it really is, and then you'll have a moment where it's like, oh wait, is this? It's like it's like peeling the corner on like a wrapped gift. It's like uh, I I finally figured out where that corner is. I'm gonna <laughs> peel this, and oh, there's something else in between that. And then when you open that up, there's another box in the inside. Like that is the type of game that this is. And I thought Frog Fractions was. Um, such a powerful game for me because it like showed me that games could be more than that. But playing yeah. Frog Fractions is not a particularly fun experience. The gameplay itself is not particularly fun. Inscription does that, does does what what Frog Fraction does and then puts a really fun, compelling game inside of that as well. So it's it's great. It's so good. I'll stop oh, yeah. talking on this because we're going to go for another hour if I just keep hey, talking about okay,
0: it. Actually, Something you mentioned there made me think of a uh, game of 2021. I don't know how I forgot, uh, but oh, I'm just no. going to throw it on the runner list, runner up list right now. Okay. Outer Wilds. I can't oh, believe yeah. I didn't talk about Outer Wilds. Uh I devoured that game this year and uh, like you were saying, like unfurls its mystery slowly by slowly. Like so much of that game is just figuring out what's going on in that game and ah yeah. oh, so good.
1: It's really good. Outer Wilds also a very good game. Um,
0: I need to play that DLC. Yeah,
1: I, apparently it's really really good. Um, I've heard I've heard tell that it's very good. Uh, but but anyways, my favorite game of this year is Inscription with the follow up of Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. Jake, you Hell were yeah. or you were what Age of Empires winners?
0: Age of Empire. Oh, sorry, Titanfall 2. Titanfall 2. Outer Wilds winner. Super hot VR.
1: That's it. Okay, fantastic. We got our last category here. The most
0: important category, Tony. This is the best podcast episode game. Uh, Because, you know, nothing's more important than our podcast. True.
1: True. That's why you guys are all here, right? That's why the the people are here, right? Because they want to hear what our favorite episodes of the year was.
0: That's really see if, it ma- see if it matches up with your own guests guests at home who <laughs> like filled if- out your card
1: <laughs> <laughs> you fill, it, fill out your bingo cards. Uh, so I got three for this one. Uh, I got
0: three for this one too.
1: First runner up is System Shock Two. Uh, that I, that was probably my biggest surprise of this year of a game that uh, I went into it not really expecting much and ended up like really really enjoying it. So uh, System Shock Two, excellent game, excellent episode. Uh, of the podcast my uh next runner up is legend of mana
0: um oh okay i
1: i really really love that game and it 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 may be that it the episode hit at a good time for me because i was uh we were traveling back and forth uh between seattle and michigan for um anniversary stuff and spending time with my family so i was already in this like Kind of nostalgic mood and then yeah. injected into that is this game that's so firmly implanted in my mind from you know like high school years uh or, or even earlier than that potentially but um you know it, it was it was a it was a joy playing that game again um yeah it it hit all the right notes so yeah the legend of mana uh next runner up but my favorite game and episode of the year maybe not favorite game. Let's say favorite episode of the year. Halo reach. Mm. Um, that was an excellent episode. We had two fantastic guests in uh, Nate and Fantasia. It was a great time. That was uh, a really fun playthrough as well. And the fact that we got to have it up as a part of our charity our 24 hour charity stream. That was super fun too. a uh, great experience overall. And I think the episode turned out really, really good uh, as well. So yeah, favorite episode of the year. Halo reach. Jake, what about you?
0: Nice, nice. uh very similar so i'll go with my first repeat runner-up of system shock 2 oh yeah uh a game i had uh, fairly high standards for a game i had tried previously to our recording but had bounced off of um but when like doing research on it to like make sure i could like make a viable character and uh just kind of getting that like pre-tutorialization that you need to do on your own for system shock 2 and then getting into the game so good like the atmosphere of that game is so spectacular the sound design is out of this world uh i jumped playing that game a few times i can't remember the last time i like jumped playing the game not even jump scares just like shit that occurred in the world yeah uh genuinely
1: scary stuff yeah yeah
0: Super great immersive immersive sim, uh hoping that three comes out eventually, and I am I'm psyched to play that. Then my next runner-up. Uh, I was tortured between this one and Metroid Zero Mission, but I figure I'd go with the new game. The next runner-up is Castlevania Order of Ecclesia. Ah. Uh I love me a Metroidvania, and I had never played a Vania of that. Of that portmanteau that's so this right. was my first Castlevania game and it was pretty freaking rad and the art style of that game like the pixel art of that game is just so good so spectacular the enemy design is uh, something I've always been curious about with the Castlevania game like one of those things that really draws me to the Dark Souls games too is I love a good enemy design and this game has it up the wazoo mm-hmm. um, i do want to need to play another castlevania game because i think the gameplay of it didn't quite do it for me uh with ecclesia but it was still like a really great experience and a very good primer into castlevania and then my winner also halo reach um so this one, kind of like you were saying with uh, Legend of Man, it just hit me at a really good time. And uh, talking about it with our guests was uh, great. Like, talking about it like, while playing it. Like, we don't get to do that a lot when we play games for the show. So I really like that when we we're able to do that. And with more people, more people who have done stuff with video games before and, like, know that series, love that franchise. Uh, that was so fun that it just really spurred my Halo fever. I played the original trilogy again. Um like while we were prepping for that episode so jazzed for infinite when i finally get the the chance to play through that campaign uh, and reach is just a fucking good game it's like a good that game. is a good good halo that whew, i don't know i don't know if i could give like a ranking of my halo campaigns reach would be two i don't see like i really love halo combat evolve but i also know like, it's flawed two i really library. love. i do love halo 2's campaign three easy bottom tier for the trilogy uh plus reach but oh man god i love i love halo i love the master chief the master chef so cool i can't <laughs> wait to grapple some guys with him on the infinite <laughs>
1: yeah yeah good call hey in front of the show nate getting a lot of love
0: a lot, love. a lot of D- on love on this list twice. Yeah. Way on to go, list- Nate. <laughs> suggest <laughs> more <laughs> <twice>. games.
1: <laughs> Nate comes up three times and here's good God. Um, so that's it. That's it for our categories. Uh, congrats to the winners and runners up a nomination, uh, is, uh, cool enough on its own. Uh, but yeah, we just want to talk about our, some of our favorite games and, and, uh, share, share this stuff with all you fine listeners. Know, all yeah. the games that we mentioned here are worth checking out. So, uh, you know, make your list and check it twice. Play some video games
0: that are naughty or nice.
1: There you go. <laughs> <laughs> what uh, do you think the so- most
0: naughty list or game on this list is? I'm going to say RE Village.
1: Oh, yeah, that's probably it. But you know what? I will say Mario Golf Super Rush. Uh Pauline can get it. She get it. She... <laughs> we, we call her, we call her BTP big titted Pauline. <laughs> ridiculous, ridiculous. But Jake, uh, since this is our like end of year wrap up, just a couple of things. So, uh, we did, uh, our 24 hour charity stream again. Thank you to all the listeners that, uh, donated to it. Uh, it made a fantastic event. Another, excellent uh 24-hour stream this year uh we are at to date jake six thousand two hundred and six dollars all donated to nami uh to help fight uh the uh battles with mental illness and um reduce stigma stigmatization of mental illness so so yeah definitely big shout out uh, to that. Try Hard Tuesday got a sponsor this year with Trolley. Shout out to our friends at Trolley. Uh, I know this this doesn't have much to do with you, Jake, but I got to be a part of a major video game release of Age of Empires 4. which so is cool. Absolutely insane. That's so cool. So cool. And you know what? I also want to mention this. I don't want to toot my horn that much, but we did win Age of Empires 4 Best Strategy Game at the Game Awards, which was uh very tough for me because we were up against inscription. So <laughs> we, it was tu- it was tough. It was tough. I I I almost I, I almost voted for inscription over AoE4. <laughs> A- I was very close, but I didn't. Uh so awesome. Huge shout out to all the folks at uh Xbox Research, the folks at Relic making the game, World's Edge as well. All you guys did an excellent great, great job. job. So good. Awesome job. And uh so honored to be a part of the team. Uh, it's kind of crazy, uh, and we released sixteen episodes this year, Jake. Big year for us. Yeah, th- I I think that's the most episodes we've done in a single year. So uh, hats off to both of us for getting that shit done. Um, any other uh, end of the year still, stuff you want to mention?
0: You're still wearing your hat. Oh, yeah, you yeah, haven't hats yeah. off right yet. <laughs> uh, that's dumb. <laughs> um,
1: one other thing I wanted to to mention here is that. Uh, so notable monster Hunter rise did not hit my list after monster Hunter being on my list two consecutive years.
0: Yeah. But
1: uh, that was, uh, kind of crazy. Also, Halo Infinite continues our fine tradition of a most excited game breaking their way into becoming one of the game of the year contenders, uh, following the tradition of, uh, final fantasy seven remake, uh, doing that previous year so that's kind of cool and when two, the the uh constant
0: eternal most excited
1: <laughs> yeah the internal sitting there most with the breath of the
0: wild too
1: <laughs> yeah you could really tell where our preferences lean by our most excited game <laughs> how uh how sticky those have been the past mm-hmm. couple of years uh um, oh yeah
0: now, I always yeah. love doing this portion with you, Tony, because you just play so many more games than I do. I'm much more a creature of habit uh, when it comes to games. So, being able to hear what you really love is great. And I hope I contribute something too. <laughs> oh,
1: you absolutely do did contribute, Jake. And just, just for the record, I have, uh, according to my list right now, uh, as of this recording, I have played 121 games this year.
0: Not bad. I don't keep track.
1: that's including like demos and like mobile games and stuff like that but I try to keep the the barrier like at least 20 minutes of gameplay before I write it down in here because if I nope right out of it it's not worth yeah it's (laughs) it's not worth it but uh, but yeah at least like 20 minutes of gameplay to get a feel for what it is Um, yeah play a lot of games Um, but yeah this this is always a really fun thing to do but speaking of fun Jake do you wanna know what kind of fun we're gonna be having? The first episode of twenty twenty
0: two? Oh, I can't wait. I can't wait.
1: Uh so our next game is a super duper deep cut. I'm pretty sure you oh, will no. have no
0: idea what this is. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about a lot of the times when you pitch games.
1: <laughs> right. Uh okay. So let's take a trip back to the early nineties. Okay. Uh, I'm there. My elementary school had some relatively new Apple computers, uh, and we had a whole host of those classic uh, edutainment games, right? The one that everyone uh, remembers uh, most fondly from this period, games like Oregon Trail, uh, but there's mm-hmm, also stuff mm-hmm. like Number Munchers and Blathmas- Math Blasters uh-huh. uh, that people really liked. Uh, however, uh there has been one game that's been kind of on the edge of my memory forever, and I was able to find it. Uh, so for our next episode of Hey, I Like That Game, we're going back to school in 2022, and we will be playing Super Solvers, Gizmos, and Gadgets. <laughs> All right. Let me, let me this look game, this up real quick. Um, <laughs> I have a uh, a website where we can, cause this is like very old school. I think this came out in like 93. So like I have the files for it, but I can't like play it on my computer because of the operating system. But I have found a website where we can play it like remotely through like, um, like Java. I know,
0: I know this.
1: See, it's right on the this. edge. You know, this game, you know, this game, how, you've seen it before. When, oh, this it, is like, this in is your in your my mind.
0: brain, but I don't know how. Right? Oh, right? I know this.
1: Like I said, Jake, this is oh, on yes. ed- the edge <laughs> of my memory forever and I was able to to deduce it. So we were playing you again Super it. Solvers, Gizmos and Gadgets for the next episode of Hey, I like that game. Oh Come on- my god. We're coming out coming out firing.
0: Coming out a- swinging. <laughs>
1: coming out swinging with these really weird oddball picks, but it should be a ton of fun and maybe we'll learn something huh the be...
0: i certainly think we will we'll yeah. learn whether this, this game's good or not <laughs> <laughs>
1: you know what? but it'll be a good it'll be a good chance to talk about like our history with the edutainment games yeah, i yeah. feel like both of us hit at the time when those like that was a big part of when we were little, right? Like, right. That, yeah. Th- like computer class was something that I had as a kid and we would play these type of games all the time. Uh, so it'll be fun to, to go back and, and, and play this one, but also see what other uh, nostalgia nuggets are hiding in our brains from games that we, uh, you know, played back then. But uh, see, now
0: remember. that you're talking about, it, I'm getting like quick flashes of like four or five other games I played in, like that era or like that genre of edutainment. It's gonna be it's oh, gonna man. be
1: real good. So next episode uh, of the podcast, we will be playing um, uh, gizmos or super solvers, gizmos and uh, gadgets. Um, so look forward to that. Uh, but in the meantime, Jake, where can the folks at home find us on the internet?
0: Well, they can find us on Twitter at like that game or uh email account is hey i like that game at com. we are the hair hey, like that game podcast on facebook.com and tony is doing the league trolley tryhards and that is twitch.tv slash hey i like that game
1: yes yes come come hang out uh yeah, we are uh, still trying to figure out what the uh, 2022 is going to look like for the the continuation of Try Hard Tuesdays, but there will be something. We will continue doing that event series in some in some manner. Uh so be on the lookout for that. Um and you know what folks, end of the year episode. I just want to take a moment to thank all of you for listening and for being a part of the show. Uh you know, I I don't want to speak for Jake and I here, but I think we both Really appreciate doing this show, spending time together, like giving us an opportunity to to talk about games and to to keep our friendship going, you know, from across the country. And we're so happy that you decided to tune in and listen to us idiots talk about video games. So we do it. We do this heart. We do this for ourselves, Mm -hmm. but really, it's nice to have you folks with us during this journey. So uh, much appreciated. Guys.
0: appreciate appreciate each and every one of you uh it makes it it makes it just that much more fun to be able to do this with tony and to be able to do it with all of you and we have some amazing fans uh I think our our charity streams really demonstrate that and just like whenever we interact with fans they're ah oh, they're so cool
1: cool people like great
0: great great nice emails fantastic stories of like what gaming has meant to you it's it's really Really great to come across and just like I know everybody shares these relationships with games and uh, thanks for sharing in it with us.
1: Yeah, exactly. And and being positive through all this, because I think that's yes. a big part of what this show is, is that there's so much negativity in, in video games or it's very easy to get into that. And oh, I fall into um, it all the time. The part of this show is to fight against that, you know, to be positive. And to, even when you don't like something, you can talk about some positivities with it. I shit on video games all the time. That doesn't mean uh, they're not worth anything, you know, and you can. We say
0: <laughs> so many nice things about games we don't like, or like, rate us, hey, I don't like that game. Like, we still. <laughs> Like, thinking about our Resident Evil episode, we both gave that a, hey, I don't. But, like, most of that episode was talking about how cool Resident Evil is. Right.
1: Go back and listen to Hamtaro Ham Ham games. I mean, (laughs)
0: that game is fucking
1: shit. And we talked about it for, you know, an hour. (laughs) Uh, But it's just the this whole industry is full of really awesome stuff that people spend a lot of time creating. And that's worth celebrating. So, Mm -hmm. uh, hey, I like that game. And most games. Not gonna say all games. Not gonna say all games. But hey, i like <clears throat> most games. But I definitely hey, I like all of you fine folks.
0: Mhm. Each and every one of you. Right. Even you, Jeremy.
1: <laughs> God, I hope you get an email from a Jeremy. <laughs> <laughs> I hope. Uh okay folks, uh, I think that's going to do it for us. Uh Thank you for listening. Uh, Shoot us an email or a tweet with your, uh, you know, games of the year. If you've got special uh, picks that we didn't get right for our categories, please let us know. Would love to hear about it. Uh, And Jake, as always, live life passionately.
0: Love each other unconditionally. And play video games. Thanks, everybody. Happy New
1: Year. Happy freaking New Year i don't know the song i was gonna like try, and then
0: and all and then, acquaintance be forgot and then nobody knows the next line play video, video games. games
1: hey i <laughs> like that I like game, game. is good. good something something
0: video, video games, games. What a weird, weird fucking song. Why is that the New Year's song? It's like in Middle English. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Thanks for listening to the podcast. Uh, If you like the show, please give us a rating and review on whatever platform you're listening to this on. You know, every little bit helps. Hashtag Propagate the Pod.